It's that time of the week again. It's Friday, July 2nd, 2010, Episode 5 of Splunk Talk, Freedom from Noise. Let's get going. And they're back. Episode five of Splunk Talk. We are a weekly show where we answer questions sent in by our sexy listeners collected by various forums, emails, and whatnot. Visit Splunk TV to subscribe or listen live every Friday. 8, 11 a.m. Central Time. Send us emails at splunktalk at splunk.com if you want to get into the show. We'll answer your questions if they're good. On today's program, we're going to focus on interesting topics like black and white listing of your event data on the way in and on the way out, even from forwarders. So so it's wild here. Yes. Wild is here. The Splunk Ninja. (laughs) I'm down here in Austin. We've... Hey, Wild. We've been doing some torrential rain action going on. And I do want to give everybody my weekly rib update. I did actually cook ribs this week. It's That's not the surprising part. But I used the aforementioned, recommended, and purchased vertical rib rack. And uh, I used uh, Thomas Keller's ad hoc rub, which was quite good. It was awesome. That was Monday. And it was about four days of leftovers. It was a great week here in Austin. Who else we got here? We got Jeff Blake out of Chicago. What's up? Hey, Michael. Is it really called Ad Hoc Rib Sauce? Yeah, it is. Ad Hoc is a restaurant that is in Yontville or some would consider wine country, California. I see. It's, you can Thanks get for it at Sonoma. I live in I Chicago. <laughs> but you're in Austin sometimes, though. What's, is, I am. Is it windy today, Jeff? Is it windy? No, it's beautiful today. 90 degrees, sunny, balmy. Humid? Well, it is Chicago, yeah. Only about hey, I, 90%. That's pretty light. Hey, I saw the lightning that hit, that, that struck three different buildings at the same time last week. Or Yep. It was exciting. But but none of them hit the Sears Tower, right? No, one of them. Photoshopped. No. Uh, that was not Photoshopped. Photoshopped. No, one of them, one of them was the Sears Tower. It really? Was, okay. It was shopped. <laughs> No. Which used to be called the Sears Tower and is now called the... Yeah, it's it's always called the Sears Tower. I believe, isn't it like the Willis Tower now? <laughs> What's he talking about, Willis? Maybe. Yeah, somebody named Willis yeah, bought it right. or something. Maverick! It's still the Sears Tower. Yes, thank you. How are, Ma- how are you doing? Ma- Maverick is uh, calling in on his day off. In Dallas, he's a trooper. How are you? Thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm doing fine. Um, I I am out of my home office today on my day off, but you know what? The, when I have when I get to talk about Splunk, it's like a day off every day. You said calling in. Is he is he really on? Are you out zero? of the home office in Sioux City, Iowa? Dead <laughs> zero. No. I, I think it's Walla, Walla Walla Washington. He's on AOL dial-up. <laughs> yeah, right. AOL. That's right. <laughs> All right, Jeff, you, according to the uh, typical way we do the show, you go first. So what do you got? What do you got? You got, a, got an interesting question around black and white listing of event data. Question from a listener. Quote, I know that Splunk can monitor a parent directory of files, but what if I don't want to 
what if I don't want Splunk to index all of the files in that directory? For example, I might have a logging process that rolls files that end in log to a compressed file. Uh, maybe I want to index the files that end in lo .log, but not the files that end up in .tgz. Is there a way to filter which files Splunk monitors? Brilliant question. <laughs> and in Splunk, there's about five or six ways to do everything, uh, as most of us know. But this is a very simple uh, process. When you're going into Splunk in the manager section where you choose to add a data input, like a file and directory. Let's say you want to monitor this whole directory. You can choose to monitor the directory, which will recurse and index everything under that. You can uh, give it a whitelist, is what we call. There's a difference between a white and a blacklist. Blacklist would filter out certain things. Whitelist would only let in certain things. So in the GUI or in the config files, you can add a whitelist that indicates you'd like only the extensions of star.log, for example. Save, restart, you're good. <laughs> that was a great answer. I don't see how you could improve on it. I got a question for you guys. Quote, my development group keeps their resin application servers in debug mode. I'd like to have Splunk not index these debug level events. They're just noise to me. How do I do that in Splunk? All right, well, I'll take this one. So this is actually a pretty cool uh, concept here. Um, so, so we have this idea in, in Splunk. Um, well, the this, this structure, it's not, not an idea. It's a structure of, of uh, you know, processing in, in a pipeline structure. Um, and there's a, there's a point of the, in the pipeline uh, where it, it actually does the indexing. So, so Splunk gives you an option to route it to that particular processing queue, that indexing queue. And if you were to choose in the configuration to manually override that by providing a, a configuration to route it to a different queue, say one that doesn't exist, then essentially you can you can you know uh, delete out specific events within a single stream coming in to the product. So if you have syslog coming in on an input, you could say look set up a pattern and a configuration to look for the word debug like you're wanting, and then have Splunk reroute it to null queue. For example, which no queue does not exist. There's no such thing as no queue in Splunk, so it basically goes to the to the bit bucket. So um, th there's two files you edit to do this, uh, and again, it's a manual thing, as far as I know. Uh, Props.conf and transforms transforms.conf, which is located in your Splunk home slash Etsy slash system slash local, and that that's where I'd put it, the global directory universal one. You know, this is interesting because. The resin app servers, um, they have debug mode for a reason, right? So the debug messages probably mean something to somebody at some certain point in time. And Maverick, your answer was great for uh, index, index time uh, uh, filtering. But you can also filter at, at the search. And that's, that's sometimes the preferred way. And it, my take when I talk to customers all the time is, Try, you know, don't filter all your data. You, you should put all your data in a Splunk index because you never know down the road when that might be useful. You never know down the road when other users or other use cases might show up and need that level of data. So that's that's another way to tackle it. Excellent uh, answer. So it's all good. Uh, sometimes, you know, you filter it out or do it at search. As a reminder, we've got a couple of events coming up. 
the Splunk's first worldwide users conference. And I think the recent little tagline is, it's only your first time once. Oh, oh nice. No kidding. That's great. That's really, that's really it? <laughs> I swear to God, I saw <laughs> no that. Way. It, well, I saw that passed around <laughs> recently. It's uh, the Palace Hotel, San Francisco, California, August 9th through 11th, 2010. Yes, this year. And we've got a vast number of sessions, something like 40 sessions, seven different tracks, a track being something to focus on, like deployment or tips and tricks. A little Splunk University going on. There's community community stuff. Lots of people who know about Splunk, including people who work at Splunk. Some of the guys on the podcast will be there doing their thing. I'll Customers, be there. users. I'll, it's I'll a great place to be if you want to be cool this year. San yeah, Francisco is always nice in the summer. Hey, Maverick, are you doing a session at uh, .conf? I, 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 prob- I think I am. I'm doing Splunking Outside the Box. Wow. That sounds exciting. Right now, I want to sign up because of that. <laughs> yeah, because everybody, everybody wants to look outside the box. So we've, got, we've also got an awesome user group going on in St. Louis. You know, since Jeff uh, practically lives in St. Louis, uh, what do you have to say about that? What do you got going on? Thursday, July 15th, St. Louis Splunk user group, the inaugural session. It's only your first time once. I'm going to use that. <laughs> 5 30 to 8 p.m at mama's sweet treats and breads on 8400 natural bridge road st louis missouri you can sign up on meetup.com we are linked in through the uh website splunk.com and uh meetups for all of the user groups are going to go through that now so it's an easy way to see which one is close to you and sign up for the one that makes sense very cool Maverick, you must you yeah. must have a question. I do, I do have a question. And from uh, uh from is got this from an email at splunktalk at splunk.com. Uh so this one says, quote, currently I'm indexing all of my syslog events from my Linux servers and my firewall devices. However, I also want to forward or want to forward the firewall syslog events to another third party product. Um, that we're currently using. Is that possible? And if so, how? Of course it's possible. Anything's possible. Because it's Splunk. Uh, the, the first part of this is very similar to um, your answer to Michael's question. We're basically going to set up routing uh, through the forwarders. And that, that as you pointed out, is, is done through uh, the uh, outputs.conf file. And then to, to do the filtering, you want to set up... Uh, Regex is in props.conf and transforms.conf to actually set up the, the route to uh, the secondary uh, data, data store, whatever that is, is a SIM or some other server or some other collector. It's very simple to do, and you simply set up uh, routing for your, your default queue that goes into Splunk, and then you set up your, your other route to uh, send everything over to the sim or whatever it is what i found it's also fairly well documented so just search the splunk docs there's some good examples on how to uh, how to do that hey those are some good questions and some great answers if you have feedback or would like to submit a question to be answered on air send a note fax email whatever to splunk talk at splunk dot com what is happening in splunk land it's my favorite segment. 
Or so it says. <laughs> this can be anything about anything random. <laughs> this could be anything randomly technical. Like if you learned about a new build of Ubuntu. Or if there's something interesting, Splunk going on. What do you got, boys and girls? Anything. Anybody. Other than me. There's a new build of Ubuntu? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. There probably is. And I, I can that- talk about uh, two more events that are that are on the horizon uh, that Spunk is participating in. July 8th and 9th in Washington, D.C., the SANS conference, always a big perennial favorite. And July 24th and 29th in Las Vegas, the Black Hat Security Conference at Caesar's Palace. We're at booth 44. You know, I found out that Caesar didn't really uh, live there. And I, 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 I learned that in a movie recently. Paging doctor. <laughs> hey, Jeff, do you happen to have Maverick's Splunk Answers position? Because I'm wondering. Oh. <laughs> can you click on it and find out? I got to know. I, I actually have it right here. Oh, no, no, no. No, you don't what have it. What is it? You don't have it. So... So what, what was your number? What was your position last week, Mav? I was 12. You went from 13 up to 12. You that's, were on an upswing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Sadly, uh, there must, this must be a, a misprint or something because you're down to 14. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I, need to- okay. Yes, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, I just didn't. I just. I just didn't get a chance. I was busy on other things. I didn't get a chance to participate as much. But, yeah, that's the penalty as I moved down in reputation. So, yeah, 14. <laughs> so, yeah, so I just had to keep working on it. But, but, but you, you guys are, like, not even on the board showing. So, you know, whatever. That's why I don't brag about it. You know, I personally, <laughs> I'm trying to keep a low profile. <laughs> Trying to keep a low profile. Can I pop my head? We're not having our jazz music. It's like really low. (laughs) Yeah. We don't need no stinking jazz music. Okay. (laughs) Uh oh. So, uh, you know what? I got something. I got something here. Here's what I got. No, I learned stuff this week. I totally learned stuff this week. Um, There's a couple things I learned. Okay. So, we have this strange and wonderful thing in Splunk called App Context. So there is a chance that, uh, let's say you're in the Windows app and you're configuring data inputs like WMI. Well, those configuration files are all stored down inside the Windows app. And then you're in the, the search app. And you go to Manager and you go make changes of those same configurations. That App Context has changed. So the configuration files could potentially be now stored down in search, which could be very confusing to users. It was confusing to me, which is okay. I mean, it is what it's it is. Confusing Splunk to me is too. Performing as design, yeah, I know it's conform- it's performing as design. So I found a tool called B Tool, B T O O L, and B Tool is located in your Splunk bin directory, and you can use B Tool. We'll try to post some some options, but you can use some B tool. And what B tool will say is, let me look at all the inputs that are being used in my Splunk server, whether it's from the Windows app, the search app, the Cisco app, and you get a whole list of them. So you can see 
uh, if there's a precedence, what ones are on, what ones are off. And it was a good way for me to oh. sort of solve a problem with a with a customer and really see what the heck was going on. So that's uh, cool. I learned that's very cool. Does it does it do the safe searches and the the other things that inherit as well? It or is it just for in, pulls in inputs configuration? That's awesome. It's for wow. more than an inputs. So you can you can use it for Thank, a number of other things. Thanks for it's sharing. It's an advanced that. user very... tool, so oh. if you just downloaded Splunk, you're not ready for B tool. But if you're having some trouble, there's a good chance that uh, that it might help. Um. So yeah. So did you guys? I'm sure you heard, or we haven't talked about the Splunk for WebSphere app, which finally GA'd this week. So it's available. It's generally available at Splunk.com. Um, and, and it, it has um, all the types of things that you would expect uh, when you're um, troubleshooting and managing WebSphere events. And happy to say that it's the first of many web-based apps that are going to come out, you know, dealing with web events from all the other web servers. WebLogic is going to be at some point, IIS, uh, uh, JBoss and Resin, all these different ones. We're, I'm sure we're... Uh, going to have their, their they're going to follow. So um, it's just it's it's pretty cool and it's all free. That's the best part. It looks pretty good though. I'm looking at it. Waz logs JVM metric server configuration files. Uh, it seems like a pretty sweet app. So I guess if you're a WebSphere guy, you might want to download that because of the incredible cost of free. So check that out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Splunk Talk. As always, to participate, send an email to splunktalk at splunk.com. It is July 4th this weekend, so happy Independence Day and have a great one and keep on splunking. Y'all better watch out now. Because Splunk is about to take over. Awesome.